0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: We're standing by for Jerry Jones. It's our weekly visit with Jerry. It's typically going to be Fridays at 1030. Today, it's going to be at 10 o'clock, and we're more than happy to change our schedule around for the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, and boy, he was shining like a superstar yesterday during that Zeke press conference.
2: Yeah, it was really fun to see, and there's a lot of questions to ask Jerry based on that, stuff looking ahead, stuff looking back at yesterday. I'm sure he wants to talk about what happened last night at the Star with – You know, the Cowboys providing the facility for uh, El Paso and the community of Plano to come together like they did. So it's a great day to have Jerry on as we head into the new NFL season. And expectations for the Cowboys are through the frickin' roof. Through
1: the roof. And the NFL is officially here. Last night, uh, we had uh, Packers and Bears. And it wasn't necessarily an exciting game. Would have much rather had an explosive offense, maybe a Super Bowl rematch, maybe a little Dallas Cowboys action to get things going, but they chose to go with a historic rivalry that bored us all to death. But still, uh, the NFL is such a monster that the ratings were phenomenal.
2: Yeah, you know, and Ben, it kind of played out like the Super Bowl, which was a very uneventful game. Uh, The really probably the most interesting thing is they decided to dress like it was the Prohibition era. Uh, there were some really questionable dress choices going on there. They played up the whole 100 years ago. Here's what the United States looked like bit, and that was kind of funny. But we talked about this last week. I have a lot of respect for that Bears defense. I don't know if that Bears offense is any good. And so is there was any myriad of power rankings, preseason power rankings out there that had the Bears higher? And I realized they had a good little playoff run last year and all that, but that looked like a really inept offense last night in Chicago. I mean, that was what they were rolling out on their home field in their home opener. Long season, long way to go. They can work some things out. That did not look like a team that's going to put up much points this year.
1: No, it did not. Uh, but both teams were bad. And so it makes you wonder okay, are these just two good defenses? Everybody expects Chicago's defense to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers made big additions to their defense with Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and Adrian Amos. All three of those guys came up huge. Zedarius Smith with a sack, a tackle for a loss, and six pressures. Preston Smith uh, with three pressures, one and a half sacks in the second half alone and a sack on the final play. And then Adrian Amos with a massive interception with under two minutes to go. So, uh, hey, that was a situation where the Packers invested in their defense and we're seeing early dividends. Yeah, and I think it's also hard to tell, like, sorry, I, I know Trubisky was getting booed, but it's like, OK, well, the Packers defense could be better than we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And I think you take a look at, you know, the Packers and their offense and how bad they looked. Well, they had a rookie head coach calling plays and he was not calling plays quickly, and the Bears were jumping snap half with one second left every time. And Aaron Rodgers didn't play a snap in the preseason, so there's still a little bit of rust factor there as well. I think those are two playoff-caliber teams. Yeah. But I think the one takeaway I'd say is watching that, I think the Cowboys are probably better than both of those teams. I,
2: I think the Cowboys are better than both of those teams, certainly on paper. Uh, Aaron Rodgers fell on the sword last night for the new head coach in terms of what you're talking about, about not getting the plays called in quick enough. Uh, the first two drives for Green Bay were immediate third and tens backed up and then sacks. And then he had the big play, kind of broke it open. But they just reached. Uh, we'll talk about it later, Ben, because joining us now is our good buddy, Jerry Jones.
1: All right. Good morning, Mr. Jones. How you doing today?
3: Well, great to be on with you guys. And, uh, boy, here we go. Man, here... New York Giants, line it up.
1: Here we go for sure. And we got a lot we want to talk to you about in a short amount of time, so I want to dive in. Uh, you know, The other day, you we were at the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell, and uh, you know, it was at the same time. You, you got Zeke done, and his deal ends up being uh, overall eight years, over $100 million in total. Well, uh, you were there celebrating a, a $2.2 billion deal. Comstock acquired Covey Park Energy, and I read where it doubled the stock in one day and, and made you $100 million in one day. So did you essentially pay for Zeke in one day?
3: Well, uh, of course, nothing says it's got to stay at that price. The stock of <laughs> course, uh, goes up, but uh, uh, the bottom line is that it really was fun to uh, be announcing Zeke when we drove up to the stock exchange. You know, that was the epicenter of 9-11, and, oh, my goodness, security so strict there. And... Uh, the first thing that happened when the guy opened the door about 8:30 when I got there was did you have to do it to us right before you played us <laughs> Zeke. and uh it was a, a a great thing made even really special by the fact that we had signed Zeke and uh you could and we didn't let them not have a little confusion over whether we were there ringing the bell for Zeke or ringing the bell for the Uh, the Comstock purchase. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I joked yesterday, I was up there on Wall Street trying to get my financing in order so that I could handle these guys.
2: (laughs) Well, Jerry, we always enjoy, because you're very forthright on all these classic stories, and you've been involved in a lot of player negotiations. But from the outside looking in, it, it felt like this one may have gotten a little more personal than you guys probably anticipated. Is that an accurate description of how the way these negotiations went?
3: Well, I, when you say a little more personal, I don't know that it's any more personal uh, with Zeke than it was for uh, Lawrence or it uh, is for any player. Uh, th- this is uh, life-changing and really can be if uh, everybody would uh, be prudent with uh uh, how we how we and they do their financing but that's another story but it is life-changing and uh... it is sensitive uh... we all are sensitive about money matters it gets sensitive between family members between friends uh... it's the nature of that and uh... the uh... uh challenge is to uh, uh... make this thing work out You know you're not saying something to somebody you think a lot of, or you wouldn't be sitting there usually negotiating with them to begin with. You know you're not saying things that are music to their ears. And so uh, how you do that, how you handle that, uh, some of my greatest moments were in these negotiations. Uh, Michael, Irvin, uh, it just was uh, so... Uh, special to be around Michael. Uh, I don't have but a thousand stories about him. But we were there. He was doing his own deal. He, uh, his agent just was not a factor. And we were sitting there side by side with each other. And uh, he put a number there. And of course, I, we had our number. I had my number. And uh, I said, Michael, when he put his out there, I said, Michael, there's an old West Texas town. It's called El Paso. So on that number, I, El Paso. He broke out laughing. I broke out laughing. He said, give me the damn contract and just uh, signed it right there and said, let's get going and play some football. I can't can't handle you. (laughs) Uh, That's great. We're talking to Jerry Jones. A lot of uh, sensitive things in a highly, understandably so, sensitive time
1: no doubt we're talking to the great jerry jones on the ben and skin show 105.3 the fan brought to you by ford ford is the best in texas uh but mr jones you know this 2.2 billion dollar deal is no surprise what you've done for the cowboys and in your career what you've done for the nfl it's not hyperbole to say you could be one of the greatest deal makers of our entire generation so that said It's hard for us to understand how you were on the sideline during such an important negotiation, and I don't mean not involved. I mean, I heard in the press conference that you guys weren't talking during the negotiation, and I would want you to be involved in that. So why weren't you uh, involved in talking to Zeke? Was that by design because you love him so much you might cave, or was that by – I mean, what's the plan there?
3: No, a lot of ways to communicate, a lot of ways to talk. Uh, I have a favorite saying when uh, uh, I'm talking with somebody that's special to me and they're silent. I say, you're talking to me, and I know it, and I'm listening to what you're saying. It's your eyes. It's the way you're touching, you're doing your shoulders. We're talking, baby. So let's understand that. I get the message. So I really believe people communicate without necessarily vocalizing. And so uh, uh, we were communicating. Zeke was communicating. I know him. I'm uh, one of the things that we're comfortable with, and I'll say this from my end, and I know it mirrors it uh, we are not uncomfortable with each other. and so uh, you you earn some of that ability to uh, study body languages, send message with anecdotes. I've got, that seems like I've got Michael over on my mind this morning, but you know, he's not only one of the greatest personalities, he's who you want in the dark alley with you if you happen to get in the wrong part of town. And when he starts up, you'll hear him laughing as he's getting with it because he laughs when he's scared. Mm. People have different ways of communicating.
2: That's all really, really interesting. And, and I think it's really pertinent here too, Jerry, because of the way we perceive, you know, your love for Zeke. And obviously you guys have been through a lot. And you, you mentioned it when you said, I've earned the right to joke. And there was so much talk about the Zeke who comment. And, you know, some people blew it out of proportion or whatever. But it led to that moment at the end of the press conference where he talked about his New Jersey. My question is... How long had that been in the works? Did Zeke know about that until he actually saw it? How did all that come together with the shirt? No, Zeke didn't know
3: anything about that. But frankly, if you really interpret uh, Zeke, who you really are, and you know I'm saying, that's who. And uh, that's it. That's just it. Zeke, who the the message is clear, Uh, he's special. Uh, You say that about somebody that hadn't been heard of and is not special, and it's real. I don't know who you're talking about. That's not real when you say it that way of somebody that's noted.
1: So as we look at uh, the pie, and we've had a lot of pie references, and there's only a certain amount of pie to go around, the salary cap, and you had a couple guys come in and get deals done uh, before Zeke with Lyle Collins and and Jalen Smith, and now Dak and Amari are still out there as well as some other players. Um, is, Is... Are you intending to – or do you expect to go through this season with Dak still playing on his rookie contract?
3: Well, again, uh, we're not going to talk about the details of uh, anybody's contract here. And we don't do that, so I'm not trying to just uh, give a stiff service to uh, 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 Dak. Uh, But uh, the facts are uh, uh, that there is a path. And there is a limit in any institution or any individual. There is just a limit. And uh, I can give you examples of when we got the limit. Uh, We've had two seasons where we had to cut our practice squad in half. That's your guys that make a minimum, minimum, minimum salary uh, to be a part of the team. They practice. We've had to cut that in half because we didn't have enough room under the cap. It goes under the cap. Uh, We had to let uh, DeMarcus Ware out of here because we couldn't pay him. We were out of cap room. He went over to Denver and with uh, Wade won a Super Bowl. So it's real. There's a real pie here, and as the pieces go out. Now, uh, do you plan on uh, that happening with what you've got out in front of you and with what your expectations are that you'll be paying? No. you, you, You manage that. You plan on it. Uh, But if anyone gets out of kilter to a significant degree, it disrupts the plan. And then you've gotten too much pie out of the pan uh, to get the rest of the job done.
2: Is it safe to say that Zeke got a little more pie than you guys initially thought, or did it work out the way you wanted?
3: Let's don't get into uh, how we thought or where we were going to get there. But the bottom line is, based upon where we are, we should be able to get our job done. And I really never planned to have a whole bunch left over.
2: Okay, now that's great. So then let's move to this. What is your favorite kind of pie, and where is it on your dessert rankings?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Are you really serious talking about? Yeah, mine? absolutely. No, I, I want to yeah. hear what you like. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, I like too much of several of them. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'd, I'd quickly here this morning say coconut, and uh, when it's uh, when it's done the way that uh, a lot of people around me do. I have a wonderful friend that uh, she sends over a couple of pies about every quarter. And uh, it's usually a chocolate pie and it's a coconut pie. And uh, I have to absolutely tie myself in at night to keep from going down in the middle of the night <laughs> and getting in that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Jerry, we love hearing you talk about those things, hot dogs, you name it, anything at all. Uh, but I also loved hearing you talk about uh, sports betting and how it could increase the value uh, of the NFL's uh, television deal. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe you can explain this, how it could increase the value of by 50%. What exactly were you saying
3: there? Uh, uh, we're talking about uh, value as it relates to television. Uh, speaks to the numbers of people that are watching and then how long they're watching to some degree, how intent they are to not leave the screen. The NFL is so fortunate. We culminate, our interest in football culminates in the fourth quarter of the year. That's when the majority of the interest is to get the buyer in front of the TV set. That's Thanksgiving, that's Christmas. So our sport is so fortunate. When I first bought the Cowboys, I had the head of uh, ABC and ESPN, Dan Burke, Tell me, I don't believe you guys can screw this up, owners. And I hadn't become an owner yet. But he said, you're right where the money is, serious money is, in television, the NFL football. Secondly, your game was built with uh, uh, no intrusive stops, but it stops a lot. We can shoot messages at that time, so we can do so much more communicating than uh, any other sport. But listen to this one. Now, this is almost 30 years ago. He said, the biggest thing you got is, I don't care if it's in season out. I don't care if it's uh, uh, in the game or out of the game. It is a soap opera 100% of the time, year-round. We can't do without it on television. It just stays out there, and you're continually promoting it uh, with all of the antics of everybody involved. It's television goldmine. So that when you add gaming and gaming increases the intensity, increases the interest. Boy, they're hanging on every word that Romo's out there saying, talking about how the safety's lined up too far past the hash mark. He can't get over and cover the corner. Those nuances. Romo would be a card counter. They wouldn't allow him to get in a a, a vision, as I see gaming in football, and I'm teasing, just like they don't allow card counters in Las Vegas. But the bottom line is our game with gaming already has. We have tremendous interest in NFL because of gaming, fantasy football, those areas. So it will enhance dramatically and grow, enhancing. probably more dramatic than from the time I've been in NFL football, just because it's going to increase the interest, intensity, numbers of eyeballs on the TV set.
2: How far are, are, away are we, Jerry, from really all the restrictions being gone? And you can make in-game bets at kiosks in the stadium or right there on your phone as it's going down, and it's all legal no matter where you are in the United States. How close are we to that?
3: Well, I've, I've got a lot of faith in, the system, the system being the United States and our economic system. And uh, you can put a stone or a little boulder in the creek, and the water will figure out a way to get around it. And uh, so the whole point, and I'm talking about above board, nothing clandestine, nothing cute, uh, but the system will, uh, our system, our economic system, the interest, the power of all of that, it's like water. Uh, It will just find its way, and it's powerful. And uh, so I wouldn't dare get into detail of all the nuances, the state regulations, uh, how it's going to be handled by the different leagues, teams, all of that. But it will certainly be very impactful to uh, uh, sports and certainly the NFL, which has the greatest viewing audience there is. It will be impactful financially as well as uh, increasing the interest, the key to the NFL, frankly is the fact that our games have always, always will be, as long as the group that I'm involved with are involved in it. It will always be really primarily done on free television. Free. Not ESPN, not those subscriptions. It'll be done on free. And the fact that it's free promotes it, and it makes all those other niche areas, I'll call them, other ways of looking at the game possible.
1: That's a great business model. I watched the Fortnite video game explode in that same model. Hey, it's free. Come play it. And now they're making a ton of money. Uh, Jerry, before we let you go, and and we're talking to the great Jerry Jones, brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. We love that you're a Tolo. We love that you listen to 105.3 The Fan. And every once in a while, you'll call in and uh, spontaneously. We won't be expecting it. And we love that. I've heard you call in one time when Fish was giving your medical report that was – you are like, Fish, do you know something I don't know? You're, <laughs> you're like trying to close the window and you dunked on Fish. That was awesome. We love um, that. We heard you – you know, you called in and dunked on Bassick one time when he was talking about you not caring about winning. And then last week you called in and you talked to the Bag Nation and you were talking about uh, – they were talking about not caring about winning or something, to paraphrase. But it seems like the only things that will draw you off sides, nothing will – and not even offsides, sides but the only thing that will make you go get that quarterback if someone questions how much you want to win. Is that accurate? Well, th-
3: that is fair, uh, and it even adds to it. Now, I know a lot of people would identify this. If you don't, you will. It bothers me a little bit when they imply it's because of my age, and I'm smiling when I say that. Now, I know with the opposite sex – That is a no-no. You will be sent home when you start talking about age. And that's the same thing here. I do get a little sensitive when they say, well, is the fire still burning, alluding to the fact of age. And so uh, uh, I do kind of, I guess, uh, apologize for being a little more sensitive about that than I used to be. But uh, uh, certainly, i say this, I don't know that any time in my life, that I've ever had so many appointments, so much to do, and so much on my plate. I don't know when I've been any more aggressive financially. So uh, whatever's happening is good, and it works that way in several other things I do, man.
1: Well, we we're, uh, we're cer- we certainly love having you on the radio show, and we love having you on all the shows, and we love having you call into the station. So don't you don't have to be offended to call in if you just want to join the conversation. Anytime you call the hotline, all right.
3: Well, you uh, just start talking about my age, and you'll get a call. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. hey,
1: hey uh, Awesome, Jerry. Congrats on an awesome uh, off season, and uh, good luck to you on Sunday. Thanks, guys. All right, Bye. there he goes, Jerry Jones. Wow. Fun, man. <laughs> that is always so much fun. I enjoy that. Uh, coming up next, we'll react to that. We've got a Jerry postgame show. we got to talk about that. We'll get back into Packers, Bears, but a lot to digest there. Uh, We'll get into it next on the Ben and Skin Show live from the Eagle's Nest in Fort Worth on 105.3 The Fam.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that You can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Jerry Jones was incredible. We had some great reactions on the Autoflex leasing Fantex. I like that. 877-881-1053. This guy said, you can put a stone or a boulder in the creek and the water will find a way to get around it. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm writing these Jerryisms down. Uh, we always loved the Jerry interview, and today was especially good. Uh, there's so many different angles we can get into, but I think we're all talking there during the break. I think our favorite part was the pie talk. Not Jerry saying we, and he did say this, that they have enough pie left financially to do the things they want to do. I do
1: which, have many apple pies.
2: Hold on, Ben. <laughs> but uh, I think when he started getting into the idea that Man, if he's got some coconut or chocolate pie down the hall, you got to tie him down or he's going to wander down the hall and get into that.
1: I love that. And what's funny is you asked him that, and I actually had that written down as a question. <laughs> what is the best pie? <laughs> I wanted him to power rank the pies too. And he was totally shocked by the question. I was like, wait, wait, Jerry, we love listening to you talk about things beyond football and business, like talking about hot dogs. Is, that's right. one of my favorite things ever. Listening to him talk about what they eat at Thanksgiving or telling stories about – lessons he learned from his dad and you know what i really wanted to know i was super curious about why he wasn't talking to zeke and why he wasn't involved and i consider myself to be a relation uh, relationship salesperson the easiest person to sell is a salesperson jerry is a relationship salesperson what that means is you develop relationship over time it's not about hey i got this i got the sale i took their money i move on down the road see you later it's you develop long-term relationships of trust and you do business with the same people over a long time to me that's my favorite type of sales it's a, it's a real friendship a real relationship where both sides are helping each other and so jerry's the best at that that's not hyperbole I, I mean he's in the discussion for the greatest deal makers any of us will ever see with our own eyeballs while we're alive on the planet if he's not in that discussion it's a bad discussion. I'm not saying he automatically is number one, but he deserves to be at the table for that discussion. But I want to so, say something
2: to your point. Look at how loyal they are with the people that they do business with, which exactly what you're talking about, the Fords and, and all those people. They've been doing it for so many yeah. years and they got those relationships.
1: Massive amounts of, of loyalty. And so what I was trying to figure out is since a salesperson's the easiest one to sell and ultimately Jerry has the most power, were was he purposely kept out of those deals because he loves Zeke so much? Or I don't think that's the case. I'm just wondering because if it was me, and they're like, uh, you know, Ben, go negotiate with Zeke. I'd be like, I, I'd be like, dude, I love watching you play football. Here, take whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but Jerry didn't do that with Michael. He didn't do that with Troy. He didn't do G- that with Emmett. And, and, but I was curious. It just really stood out to me and surprised me that
2: Jerry wasn't talking to Zeke during this. Here's what I think is going on there, Ben. And this is speculation, and it is, but I think that. You know, he said at the very end there, he's got more appointments and more to do, and he's more aggressive financially than he's ever been. And I think that is underscored by the fact that the Zeke deal was not done yet, and they were up in New York to ring that bell and make $100 million on one day or whatever. And so when you have as much going on as Jerry does, you have to be able to delegate some of the most important things to competent people. And I think at this point in the arc, you know, if you go back to the time period where Jerry is doing deals with Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith, Stephen is a younger guy. He's not, you know, he's probably in his late 20s, early 30s, and hasn't risen to the status he has yet. At this point in the Jones Empire, Jerry's got so much going on, delegating that stuff to Stephen and Steven's crew and really just keeping Jerry in the loop and him having to be involved when he absolutely has to be involved he has to do that to do all of these things that he's doing because Stephen has turned into the guy in that regard. Right.
1: The other thing I really enjoyed was him talking about um, calling into the station uh, <laughs> because those those things are really great. And, you know, he called in when Fish was, uh, Fish was questioning his age, which that really is the tie-in. I didn't even think about that because Fish was basically saying, hey, they got to go for it now. Or he was saying that uh, – Let's face you, it. It was like one of those, let's face it, Jerry's not going to be here in 10 years
2: type thing. There was a you know? mortality spin, too. It was a mortality spin. It was, was, mortality mortality it was yeah. like, hey,
1: these – some of the uh, – he was – I think he said something that, hey, Jerry might not be here to pay these tabs or right. whatever or something right. like that. Yes, that was and it. And Jerry called in and was like, do you know something I don't know? Have you been talking to my doctors? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm, I'm an more.
1: And, and then, obviously, uh, with the BASIC thing was um, – which it was a, is a common – fan perception that he cares more about business
2: than winning or right. something like that. He and doesn't I, care about winning. He's, yeah. You know.
1: And then Dawson, I, d- I didn't know exactly what it was. I loved their exchange. You know exactly why he I called in. I think Dawson
2: was kind of hitting on the fact that the fire may not still be okay. burning for him because right. of a combination of the age and all the success he's had.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Which uh, is something that a lot of people feel. And I like when Jerry calls in, it's never, I don't think he's specifically trying to take Fish or Dawson or Bassick to task. I think he realized those guys are representing an opinion that other people may feel mm-hmm. and hey here's an opportunity to nip this in the bud right but you know several different owners of sports organizations have thin skin and get really upset if you start talking about certain things um jerry doesn't you know jerry it will sit there all day i mean he allows dallascowboys.com to be highly critical of his own team right it's not like it's just a marketing we- you know weapon right, it's, right, right. it's journalists it's
2: not pr it's no actual it's journalism. not pr yeah.
1: it's not pr it's not marketing it's actual journalism and he allows it even if they're critical but the one thing that will draw his ire and get him to pick up the phone and call in is if you question if his fire is burning at his age. Yeah. And with the way he said it, he said, I know with the opposite sex, that's a no-no. You'll be sent home when you start talking about age.
2: <laughs> I mean, sent home? That's very mad So great. Um, but you know what? It, what's really funny about that too, Ben, is he apologized for being so sensitive on that. And I'm sitting there listening to that going, man, you don't owe any apologies. You're about as open as yeah. anybody in your position gets, and you listen to a lot of crap being talked about you yeah. by us, and you don't freak out over it. So I think you're, uh, you've are you got more than enough latitude to when, you know, the, the ire is raised a little bit for you to voice your discontent. You are more than fair in that regard.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, you know <laughs> – I I text I tweeted this out. Hey, if you don't love Jerry, then I honestly don't understand you. So you know I, the response is interesting. Some people are some people are a little bit uh, upset. You know, it's like whatever. Like uh, Adam Morris, a baseball guy, says he ran the best coach the team ever had out of town on the heels of back to back Super Bowls, and has seen the team become irrelevant under his stewardship in the past two plus decades. And he dropped an F bomb towards Jerry, and so sir, sir. Uh, And I realize a lot of Cowboy fans feel that way. But, again, as we've said time and time again, even Adam Morris, who's upset about something that happened when when Jimmy and Jerry parted ways a million years ago. Uh And and Cowboy fans are disgruntled with the way things have gone. I get it. Go have one beer with Jerry Jones.
2: Adam Morris isn't doing that.
1: Have one conversation with Jerry Jones. You will leave that conversation loving that man.
2: And, And it's okay, dude. This is the whole point of the earlier part of the conversation Jerry should be criticized in a yeah. League of Parody, they haven't been to a conference championship game in a long time. That is open to criticism and him and Steven will come on the air and talk about that. Yep. But your point is not uh, your point is about the person and the personality of the person. Yeah. And so i mean dude i haven't watched a single cowboy game since he fired tom landry so i can speak on this but (laughs) it's just it's it's okay to be mad about the performance of the team but that's not a reflection of the personality of the person and by the way jimmy johnson was very complicit in that parting of the ways too right because he was completely unwilling to give jerry any credit and it was about his ego as well and by the way go take a look at jimmy's last game in the nfl the Dolphins got beat by 750 points, and then he took his ass to the islands. Man
3: so wins the game! Let's
2: not act like that maybe Jimmy's fire was burning like it was burning before. He didn't really like the heat over there in Miami for too terribly right. long. And so you might want to go dig that whole thing up as you're doing that he's the greatest thing ever. I
1: also love listening to Jerry talk about Steven. There's no doubt about it. He has full power to do anything he wants. And Jerry's like, this is not... This is a, an extension of me. This is not like somebody else. He has full authority to make any decision he wants to make, whether I'm there or not. I don't need to sign off. I don't need to see it. We're family. Mm-hmm. I love listening to that. And I think they're in really good hands because I think Steven is super, super sharp. I have a lot of confidence in Will McClay. And I just, it's its interesting. We've talked about this over the years. Jerry is still the decider. He's mm-hmm. still the one who's in charge, but, he's allowing other people to do their jobs and uh it you know the idea that he meddles well he wasn't even talking to zeke at all right. i think that's fascinating
2: He trust him one more quick thing we didn't get a chance to get to it because we ran out of time and there's so much good stuff but shout out to frisco and the cowboys and all the good people at the star and everyone involved in making sure that that uh, plano el paso eastwood game went down i thought that was in fact they showed it on uh channel eight last night that was that was really cool stuff <laughs>